This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Facing Fate, Season 2, Shadows, Episode 5, Phase and Enter. We join back with Reynolds, Dayun, and Mahira, seated in Reynolds' car across the street from Centoyo's range and gun shop. It's been approximately an hour since you've seen the shop owner draw the blinds and lock up for the day. When we got there, I don't think any of us had been there before. Um, Maybe we would do like a little recce, walk around the building, see what we're dealing with. Seems like a good idea. You walk around the building and you see one main entrance off the front. You see what uh, connects to the building as a rear door and garage door entrance off the back loading area. There are several windows with their blinds all drawn along the side of the building. And how big is the building? Is it a range too, did you say? So it's probably big. Yeah, like it's pretty deep. None of you having been there, but maybe been to a range or at least seen one somewhere. Um, Generally there's a storefront and then the bulk of the back is like storage and a shooting range. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, I feel like I can just go through the wall, look for an orb, bring it out. We save the world. That sounds like it would be really easy and great. Too too easy, probably. Well, right? Ma- maybe you could just unlock the door behind you, and so if things get a little weird in there, we can have your back. That's what, that's what police cops say. We can have your back. You're six. And you see Diane look down and counting on her fingers. Yeah. You're six. Does that make sense? Should I just go in? Do you, should you guys come in too? I don't know. There's got to be crazy security in there, right? Like, they won't be able to see me. You'd have to think there's something. There's got to be some benefit to being the dead one, right? Oh, do we use a D word like that? Are you, do you, is that okay? I mean, if Mahira's comfortable with it, I guess. <sighs> okay, just, I'm sorry, no offense. It gives me the heebies. Oh. I really feel like you are just a person. Well, I mean, me too. I am just a person. I'm just not currently flesh and blood. Just a little, like, um, uh, uncorporeal. Exactly. Uncorporeal. Is that better? I, Yes, it's very okay. colorful word. I like that. Okay, so you're going to like just like whoosh, in there. 
and maybe look around. I'll look around, make sure there's nobody in there. I'll unlock the door. So I guess if you, like, hear me yell, do whatever I yell. So if I say run, you should run. And if I say help, you know, come help. I think you understand what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Then... Should I go through the back? The front? Uh, Does it really matter for you? No. Well, no, but I mean, if we're going to be outside the door... I'm thinking, where would you keep an orb? Oh. Mm. I was wondering where we were going to be. Two of us just crouching outside of a the front of a closed store seems a, a little bit um, suspicious. I think we're just going to stay in the car until we hear otherwise. How are you going to hear me yell from the car? Well, I don't know about you, but my hearing's not that great. Windows down. I mean, if you think you You know can... what? It was this laissez-faire attitude that got us in the um, library's bad books. Just oh saying. boy, here we go again. Okay, I don't think now's the time. We should probably be closer. Well, what about one of you at the front and one of you at the back? It's a big place. How do you That's feel about that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and we'll meet back at the car. And if something goes crazy and we can't meet back at the car, then we meet back at Yanni's tomorrow at dinner time. Oh, it's all- it's a long, that's Too a long? long time for someone to possibly be missing oh. or, or or kidnapped or murdered. No, that's a good mm. point. No, you're right. I was forgetting living people. It's like more of a thing. I don't plan on getting kidnapped or murdered. No, or no. Not that there's anything wrong with being murdered. No, you're right. So meet back at Yanni's in like an hour? Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Okay, deal. I just want yeah. to have a meetup. We got to search for something. What if something goes crazy in there? I don't know. I'm worried about you guys. But I think we should probably get going because otherwise your 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 brother's going to be here yeah. before we even get in. And then, I don't know, we maybe have to join forces with him. Mm, I don't know. It doesn't sound like he's a good dude, though. Or we'd have to knock him unconscious and then we would do, you know, the, the stealing of the jade orb. Yeah, you're right. Let's just get it done before he's here. Dayun heads to the front to watch for anybody coming to the store. Looks totally natural. Few people pass by and kind of look to you as you are on your cellular phone. Oh, just taking a call, like, like you do. They kind of nod to you and then look to each other and shake their heads and keep going. Reynolds is walking down the alleyway towards the back door as we see Mahira swiftly move to the loading bay entrance. She phases through the loading bay, and as you enter, Mahira, you see a long shooting range. You see several lanes, all empty. Several of the shut-up poster boards down towards your end. As you move more towards the center of the building, there is a singular door that exits off of this main shooting area. There is a dim light beyond it. Well, I guess I'll head in that direction. I am trying to be quiet because I am 
Um, I'm not visible. I've chosen that I can interact and that I can be heard so that I can call for help if I need it. Um, but because I'm interacting with things, you know, I could kick something or I can make noise. So I am being sneaky. You move through the door and see where the light's coming from. There are four doors off of this hallway that you've entered. All along the wall facing towards the front of the building. Two are closed and there's one slightly ajar with a light on inside. It doesn't look like a very bright light, but perhaps um, the light given off by a desk lamp. Can I approach that one and just wait a minute listening outside to see if I hear anything? As you approach the open door, you hear from within sounds like pen to paper. Rustling of a journal or ledger book. The most you could see is like a shoulder through the crack in the door. And I just stick my head through? You reach your head through the door and you see a woman seated at a desk with a small desk lamp on. She's writing in her ledger. You can see kind of from there's rows and columns. It looks like perhaps she's doing her balance sheet. She is a Hispanic woman. Um, She has on the back of her chair a dark black worn leather jacket, kind of bomber style, dark green pants, and she's got her boots off, but they're off to a corner there. You can see black leather combat boots. Off and to the uh, left of the room, so to her back, you see a gun case that holds a shotgun and a pistol within it. It's got a glass covering, and there looks to be ammunition within. Does there there happen to be an orb sitting out? You look around the room further, and you see shelves filled with books and uh, supplier's catalogs, a couple romance novels on the desk, but you don't see anything that looks like what's been seen or described as the orb. Okay, well, I'm going to leave who I assume is Lenore for now and go kind of um, poke into those other two doors and see what's in there before I have to deal with a living human. You phase through and into the middle door, which is entirely closed, and it's a uh, dark room. And as you get in, um, you see that it looks like a supply closet. There's broom, mop, cleaning products, uh, nothing of any real value. It's a good place to hide something because it would be the last place I'd look. But I'll I'll leave and, and check out the other one. You enter through the far door and you face through and into this room. And the walls are mounted with weaponry. Shotguns, uh, semi-automatic rifles, handguns, uh, ammunition stacked, and then there is a um, a cabinet in this room as well that is closed. I'm going to try and open it. You move to open the cabinet, and it is uh, firmly in place. You pull on it. It's got two handles, and it does look like it has a lock on it. I guess I feel like I'm going to go out to the back to talk to Reynolds because... I was not expecting to find someone in here. 
And to be honest, I don't know that I had really thought it out. I somehow thought I'd just be able to snoop at will, find the orb, and peace out. It's not working out that way. So I'd like the advice of Reynolds, who has been, you know, helping me with this whole being dead thing. Maybe he has some wise words. He is my my older, wiser friend. Mahira, you swiftly move out through uh, where you entered, and you see Reynolds looking longingly at this sweet Fender six-string in a pawn shop right behind. Hey, Reynolds. Oh, uh... Hey, sorry, hey, I, how I long know... Were you there for a while? No, I, I just got oh, okay. here. All right, sorry, perfect. I know it's hard. Invisible, the whole thing. Um, little hiccup. Sure. Uh, the owner or someone definitely still inside, as expected, like a hundred million weapons. So, okay. Um, I'm not too afraid of the weapons. I don't see anything. I mean, there's a locked cabinet, but there's this whole room where the lady is. Like, what should I do? Should I like grab a gun and shoot open the cabinet? I don't think that's the plan. Okay. I mean, it's. I'm glad I came and asked you because it seemed like the quickest way to get into the cabinet was to use one of the guns that was right there. Because she'd come. I look, mean, it very well might be. She wouldn't even see me. I mean. So you you went through the the whole store and you didn't see this orb at all. Well, I didn't. I didn't look in the storefront because I don't know. I guess I got as far as the offices and saw saw the owner and kind of. I guess threw off my plan. You're right. That was dumb. I should have just looked in the storefront. No, it's okay. Um, but I mean, you said something when you when you came over here, like invisible and all that. So you're you're still like the owner won't see you. Right. You're right. You know what? I'm not I'm not used to doing these. Uh, I don't know criminal acts. Yeah, no. Like I guess I can get away with a lot more than I think I can. Yeah, you got you got to remember that you're. I mean, you're, a, for lack of a better term, a ghost. Oh, I feel like an idiot. No, it's okay. I mean, have you, you haven't, like, when would you have ever done this before? Oh, I mean, never. Yeah, so it's it's totally fine. You got this. Just head back in there and snoop around in the front of the store. Okay, I'll be back. All right. Meanwhile... It's uh, reasonably busy with foot traffic. You're trying to nonchalantly blend in with the crowd while observing any passerbys. Dayun is kind of pacing back and forth, staying within the storefront. She she has like a little routine going in her head. She's like, okay, first I'm going to pass by and I'm going to look at my watch a lot. And then I'm going to tisk and then I'm going to shake my head. And then I'm going to walk a little bit more. And then I'm going to tisk. And then I'm going to take out my phone. And then I'm going to fake dial a number. And I'm going to hold it up. And I'm going to be like, where are you? I've been waiting for a really long time. And then I'll make a pause. And then, oh, don't you give me that attitude. You said you'd be here 20 minutes ago. An hour? I'm supposed to wait here an hour? Ugh. And then hang up and essentially go all over again when I see like a new crowd of people passing by. Kind of like Diane's putting on her own little human show. It's on one of these rotations. I'm supposed to wait here you see across hour? the street a group Ugh. of three individuals uh, who look of fey orientation. They're walking across the street. It doesn't look like they've noticed you or any of the show you're putting on. You see them uh, walking, talking with each other, walking towards a corner across the street. 
Uh, I flick my phone open and I dial for realsies Reynolds number. Just as Mahira ducks back inside, Reynolds, your phone rings. Uh, hey, hey, Reynolds here. Diane, why why are you whispering? Because I'm being very uh, I there's there's a few people who aren't really people, if you know what I mean, like me, who are kinda in this area, which is very suspect. Are they coming towards the store? Or are they just there? Okay. And last time I met Evers, I, they did not take to me too kindly, and there was a scene. Okay. Um, should, I leave? should I come to the back? Should I get back in the car? You've got the keys. You see them, they've reached the corner, and they're waiting for the crosswalk. They're looking at each other and looking at others around them, and then you hear like a... Okay, maybe yeah, maybe come around to the to the back of the store and I'll go around to the front. We'll we'll switch positions. Okay. Just try to try to stay out of sight of them uh-huh. if you think it's going to be a problem. Okay. And remember, you don't have to whisper. It's it's totally normal to be on your phone having a conversation with someone at a normal volume. Right. <laughs> Bye. Diane hangs up and starts to go to her right around the building. Mahira, you phase back into the building and uh, back down the hallway, passing where the woman is, and back down and through the door which leads to the storefront. You phase through and into the front, and there's light coming in through the roll-down shutters along the front of the building. You move throughout the space and you see more guns hanging along the back wall. There's a main till area, a desk that extends along the entire run, and then a break where the door is that you entered through. There is a till. There's a few turnstile displays throughout the shop um, that have various accessories. You're moving uh, through the space, trying to search for something, anything to give you a hint. You are physically manipulating things where possible, yes? Yeah, so I think I'm like going through, I'm I'm turning the turnstiles, I'm looking like maybe she does just have it on display. And if I don't see it there, I'm going to look like there's probably, you know, a cupboard under the till and just kind of, because she's far enough away, I'm kind of, I'm being quiet, but I can sort of interact with things more freely than I was, you know, in the room where she was. You're searching and... Uh moving displays and lifting papers and reaching underneath the main counter beneath the cash register you feel like a jingle of keys and then your hand brushes up against what you can only describe without looking as a button or a latch of some sort And as it grazes past this and you're pulling these keys towards you, no sound goes, but the entire room shines this iridescent light. Like it's emitting from this one location and spreading out and covering the walls around you. Well, shit. 
Facing Fate, Season 2, Shadows, Episode 5, Phase and Enter. With your Game Master Russ Moore and players Amy Moore, Carla Maxted, and Tom Laird. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. Theme music by Eli McElvey. All other music and sound effects can be found at EpidemicSound.com and BoomLibrary.com. Game played is Urban Shadows by Magpie Games. Find out more at MagpieGames.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Christian Brown, Darylith, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Jessica Babiak, Cat Waterflame, Mark Hartless, and Stevie. Join today at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast to receive early access and over 50 hours of bonus content from the Dumb Dragons Productions crew. Thank you. We will be talking to you soon. I'm transcribing a whole fucking store. People know what stores look like. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Yeah, you put a it's lot a into this though. Put a lot into this. A Dumb Dragons production. <laughs> The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sine. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenrir would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. The choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.